Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I think I'm dating a goose, written by Fainting Goat. Okay, so to start with, my boyfriend hates birds. Yes, I know. Why would I date someone with such an obvious character flaw? But honestly, I didn't realize how bad it was at first. It was just this little quirk, like, you don't like this cute little robin? Who doesn't like cute little robins? He'd complain about how they were dirty and obnoxious and and I'd write it off as nothing more harmful than a pet peeve, like disliking the noise of other people chewing or hating the word moist. Also, in my defense, we were only dating for a few months before I saw how bad it was. Like he legitimately hates birds. And I think his hatred is proportional to size, because with small neighborhood birds, it wasn't a big deal. But I remember the first time we were at a park, and there were some pigeons crowding around the sidewalk. I was like, aw, they want food. And then bam, this rock comes flying past me and lands in the middle of the flock. So they all took off in a panic. I turned around to find him standing there with this ugly look on his face, all twisted up. That was our first fight. I told him that it was a cruel thing to do, and he defended it by saying that pigeons are nothing but dirty flying rats. I finally resorted to saying that he scared me by throwing the rock past me with no warning. And besides that, I didn't hate birds and I was upset by people being mean to them. So he apologized and said he wouldn't do that anymore. So, a bit of a red flag there, but I didn't have any obvious reasons to dump him yet, so I tentatively stayed in the relationship. Maybe he had some issues with birds, I thought. Let's be honest, some birds can be mean, Perhaps he was attacked by a swan as a child or something. He seemed willing to compromise with me and work on it, which was a positive sign. Things were pretty good after that. He had a great sense of humor, he's mischievous, likes to play pranks, harmless ones though, the kind that makes me laugh and he doesn't overdo it. He knows where the line is. And I like that about him. He's clever and he keeps surprising me with what he's going to do or what plans he has when we go out. Look at me, referring to him in the present tense. I just... It just doesn't feel real. 
keep wondering if I was wrong about that day. And maybe everything is okay. It started with the geese. Canadian geese, to be exact. And this is really upsetting, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I need to tell you everything so you understand what's happened to us. We were going to the store together. He was driving his truck, and he liked to park way far out to keep it away from other cars. So he dropped me off at the front entrance so I wouldn't have to walk so far. I made it only a few feet to the front door when I realized that my purse was open and it didn't weigh as much as it should. A quick check confirmed that my wallet was gone. It had probably fallen out when I pulled it out of the truck after me. I turned to follow him to wherever he parked so that I could retrieve it. And there was a goose in the parking lot caught my eye as I crossed the street because of how it was standing all by itself. It was skinny and dirty, and it surprised me because we don't really see solitary geese around here like that. It stood in the middle of a bunch of empty spaces, head stretched as high as it could, and it kept pivoting around. It made one lonely cry, at regular intervals like it was searching for something I couldn't help but feel sorry for it it seemed so lost and then I heard an engine rev and saw my boyfriend's truck swerve across two empty rows of parking spaces swinging the front bumper straight towards the goose I gasped in horror and covered my mouth with both hands. The goose took flight, barely getting out of the way, before the truck plowed through where it had just been. And fortunately, it kept going, flying as it screeched angrily at its attacker. My boyfriend corrected the truck back into the aisle, and then turned into a parking spot, and stopped the vehicle. And at that moment, I remembered how earlier this summer, a bunch of geese had been killed out on the road. It's the main road leading past a grocery store. Four lanes. Right where the speed limit goes up to 45 miles per hour. There are a couple of runoff ponds next to the parking lot. And so, of course, the geese love it there. There are signs up not to feed them so that they don't get aggressive. And people respect that. We leave them alone and they leave us alone. But sometimes they do cross the road. And it's a big holdup as four lanes come to a stop. Because everyone complains about the geese. But no one actually wants to hit them. Except for one day, someone did. Someone swerved, and you can see the tire tracks where they cut across the other lane and into the middle turn lane to hit a flock of geese. And not just any geese. Juveniles that were too young to fly. They killed one adult, 
and four juveniles. And the person that just left them strolled across the road and drove off. It was so upsetting to see. And I was so angry at whoever had done it. I didn't think much of it at the time, but my boyfriend cleaned his car really well shortly after that. I remember him showing up at my house and his pickup was cleaner than I'd ever seen it. I guess I never made the connection between those poor geese dead on the road and his pickup truck until after the incident in the parking lot. I was so angry. He'd promised me and it was obvious that he wasn't honoring his promise to me. He was just making sure he didn't do anything cruel when I was around to see it. Not only that, he was a lot worse about birds than I realized. I went back inside the store, heart pounding, and waited a few more minutes. Then I went back out, found his car, and retrieved my wallet. When he asked me why I was so out of it in the store, I told him that a friend of mine had called while he was parking his truck and asked if I wanted to help her repaint her living room. And now, I was stuck with helping her. You shouldn't be so nice, he chided. At least a lie gave me an excuse to be away from him for a few days. I could do some soul searching and decide how I wanted to dump him. I mean, someone that's casually violent towards animals like that, it's not good. It's stressful enough figuring out how to end the relationship. But then, it got worse. The next morning, there was a goose in my front yard. Kind of skinny, very dirty. I swear it was the same goose from the parking lot. I gasped and I jerked away from the window as its head snapped around to stare at me. I told myself that I was being ridiculous. It was just a lost goose. So, I looked again and it was gone. But a few minutes later, I heard something tapping on the front door. I know, I know, this is ridiculous, but I swear this goose was stalking me. It stayed at the door, tapping it with its beak. Finally, after about 20 minutes of this, I decided I'd had enough. I'd go out there and chase it off, I thought. And if that didn't work, I'd call animal control or something. It didn't belong here. There was no water in this neighborhood for it to wait around in. I threw the front door open and the goose hastily retreated off the front porch. It stood on the walkway up to my house, staring at me. So I advanced on it, carefully waving my arms and yelling for it to shoo and reluctantly honking 
and irritation at me the whole time. It moved away. It seemed like nothing more than an ordinary goose. I decided I was imagining things and went about my day. Stayed out there in my front yard, occasionally honking, like it was looking for something, just like in the parking lot. I keep wondering if there was another adult with those birds that were killed on the road. Things seemed to get worse after sunset. I checked one last time out the window, and sure enough, the goose was still there. I didn't think anything more of it. My mind was now preoccupied with worrying about my impending breakup. I decided that I'd break up with him over the phone, which is shitty, but I didn't want to make a scene in a public place, and I sure as hell wasn't going to be alone with him if he was violent towards animals. I knew it had to be done, but it still hurt to come to that conclusion. I cried myself to sleep, which didn't last long. I was woken barely an hour later by something tapping on my window. Nervously, I sat up and grabbed my phone. It didn't sound like a person. It sounded like... The goose. Like when it had been tapping its beak on my front door. But why would it be doing that to my window? And at night... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Reluctantly, I raised the blinds. My heart hammered in my chest. And staring back at me through the glass was the goose. Only its head was visible over the edge of the window frame. Go away! I shrieked and lowered the blinds again. But it didn't. It just kept tapping. I moved to the living room to sleep on the sofa and it followed me there, tapping on the window there. I went outside to chase it off again. It went to the edge of the yard, waited until I fell asleep and then came again. The goose would not let me sleep and every time I moved to a different room, it followed me. Finally, around midnight, I got some earplugs, which did the trick, for a little bit, at least. I was woken by a sharp crack, loud enough to get through the foam, stopping up my ears. I was instantly awake, but for a moment, I couldn't move, frozen in terror. My window... The noise 
that came from my window. I then heard another crack, like ice splitting when it thaws. I tumbled out of bed, heart pounding, and grabbed my phone with shaking hands. I had to call the police, but I paused because there was a lull and I heard a soft noise in it and then a hiss. It was the damn goose. So I raised the blinds and sure enough, there it was, staring at me with that beady eye. I was starting to understand why my boyfriend hated birds. The pane of glass in my window was cracked. The goose was pecking its way in. He's not here, I shrieked. He lives elsewhere. I stormed to my home office, wrote down his address on a piece of paper, and returned to the bedroom. It must have followed us home, I thought furiously. My boyfriend dropped me off first, after all, and then it must not have realized that he doesn't live here. I returned to the bedroom and plastered the piece of paper onto the window so the goose could see it. I know, I know, but it was four in the morning, okay? I was exhausted and not thinking straight. But I swear to you, the goose just stared at my note for a moment and then it turned and left. It flew away and I heard its wings and it didn't come back. I didn't sleep well that night. In the morning, I called my boyfriend. I needed to break up with him after all, but I also wanted to make sure that he was okay. He didn't answer. I waited an hour and tried again, but still, no answer. He wasn't answering my text messages either. I couldn't dismiss my concerns as mere paranoia anymore, as it was well past the time he usually woke up. I'd just swing by and check on him, I thought. I'd pick up some coffee on the way over and pretend it was to surprise him. Then I'd leave to help my friend paint and break up with him that afternoon. Don't judge me, I just needed to make sure. After the night I'd had, I was a bundle of nerves. He lives in an apartment. It's a decent place, cheaply built of course, but it's new and everything is sleek and modern looking. And he's on the third floor. I climbed up the exterior stairs and knocked, and there was no answer. So, I let myself in. He gave me a key fairly early on in their relationship, maybe hoping I'd give him a key to my place in exchange, though I never did, as my standards of trust are a little bit higher, I guess. So. When I entered his apartment, there was a horrible smell in the air. I almost gagged like it was a butcher shop. 
I was shaking, but I stepped inside, leaving the door partially open behind me. I tentatively called his name, and there was silence. Then I heard a rustling from the bedroom. What I saw was burnt in my head. I'll never forget it. It's the one thing I keep clinging to when I think perhaps this was all just some strange dream. I was there. I saw him, or rather, what was left of him. The window was broken. The glass lay strewn all over the floor, and he lay face down on the floor, his skin deflated like an empty sack. There was a slit along his back, where the spine used to be, and the rest of him was piled neatly on the floor. A heap of muscles and organs and bones his brain was near the bottom of the pile, shining slickly in the sunlight. His skin rustled. There was something inside of it. I was frozen in place, standing in the doorway, too terrified to move. I don't even remember what I was thinking at that moment. It was like everything had just shut down and I could only remain petrified, watching as his skin jiggled and swayed like something was crawling inside of it. The slit along his back slipped open, and I saw what was inside. The goose. But it wasn't any goose any longer. Its body was growing. The skin splitting apart to reveal the sleek muscle beneath. And there was no blood. Like this was a plant transformation. Like a caterpillar emerging from a cocoon. Its feathers molted and its hind legs cracked open. Stretching downwards to slip into my boyfriend's empty legs like it was putting on a pair of pants. Its wings shifted out to either side the primary feathers separating like fingers. Then he raised his head and smiled at me, the same smile he'd give me when he was up to something. I was finally freed from my trance, and panic took over. I fled the apartment, ran to my car, and was down the street before I realized I couldn't just leave like that. My boyfriend was dead. Something was inside him. I called 911 and told them that I thought something had happened to my boyfriend, that he wasn't answering his phone, and I saw a broken window. They came, and I waited anxiously at the far end of the parking lot as the police officer went up to the third floor apartment. I saw the door open, and my boyfriend stuck his head out. They talked, and the police officer came back to where I stood 
by the car as I cried silently and he told me everything was just fine. Apparently, the window was broken by some kids playing baseball in the parking lot. At least that's what my boyfriend claimed. And his phone was out of battery. He was sorry for worrying everyone. But the smell, I thought wildly. Didn't the officer smell it? What was left of my boyfriend? I stayed by the car until the police officer left. I didn't dare go up to his apartment. I looked though, and there he was by the railing. He raised his hand, waved at me, and went back inside. I haven't broken up with him yet. At first, I was too afraid. Then, would it kill me too? Then, he showed up at my house with a sack of ingredients, saying that he was there to make dinner, and I didn't know what to do but let him in. I was too scared to say no. I just sat there in the living room, watching him as he prepared eggplant parmesan because apparently he's a vegetarian now. We had dinner and it was fine. He acted like he always has, except he likes birds now. In fact, he loves them. He asked if he could hang a bird feeder at my house, since I actually have trees near the building. And he'll go out there and talk to them, and I swear they're talking back to him. I've even seen them land on his hands and shoulders. That's not my boyfriend. I know it's not. But I like him. He makes me laugh. I don't mind not eating meat either. He's been teaching me how to cook vegetarian meals. Sometimes I see him look out the window, though towards the sky, and he looks so sad. Then he realizes I'm watching him, and he smiles and acts like nothing is wrong. Sometimes I look at him and see my boyfriend's bedroom again covered in blood I see his smile staring up at me from the floor as the rest of his body wriggled and writhed as its new occupant put him on my chest feels tight and I feel numb and he that thing takes my hands and tells me that it's all okay now that he loves me and I'm too scared to say that I can't keep acting like he isn't something else. And now, one of my friends let it slip that he's asking about my ring size. I honestly don't know what to do. Stop. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.